Welcome to Healthy Vision Talk Radio, the podcast for people in search of a physician with alternative solutions for their eye problems. From the best-selling, award-winning, world's-only homeopathic ophthalmologist, here's your host, Dr. Edward Kondrat. Essendorma from the opera Turn Dot. I will conquer, I will conquer. Welcome to Healthy Vision, the talk radio show that helps you conquer your vision loss. Dr. Edward Condrett is a board-certified ophthalmologist and homeopathic doctor, author of seven best-selling books. Healthy Vision is dedicated to bringing you the latest information for a lifetime of healthy sight and to help you conquer your eye problems. And now your host, America's favorite eye doctor, Dr. Edward Condrett. Uh, welcome to Healthy Vision, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, this is your host, Dr. Edward Kondrat, and I am broadcasting the show live from France. And I am in France now because France is, uh, the French have widely accepted homeopathy. Homeopathy is extremely popular in France, and there was a recent study that showed that close to 7 million patients in a one-year period had received reimbursement for homeopathic products, and that an estimate of 90% of homeopath or, uh, of uh, practitioners in France use some form of homeopathy in their practice. So it's, it's kind of exciting that a European country like this has embraced homeopathy. This evening, uh, we are featuring Ask Dr. Condrata Question. So it doesn't have to be on homeopathy, but it does have to be related to your eye. I'm here to help you answer tough questions about your vision problem. So if you do have an eye or vision problem and you're looking for solutions, give me a call. The lines are open. You can reach me at 602-277-KFNX or 602-277-KFNX. Five three six nine, or toll free eight six six five three six eleven hundred. That's eight six six five three six eleven hundred. So if you have a question, oh, we do have a knock on the door from uh, Wisconsin. So welcome to Healthy Vision. I'm sorry I did not get your name. Oh, Judy, Judy from Wisconsin. How are you, Judy? Hello, Judy. I can't yes. hear you. Oh, oh, should I turn off the phone speaker? Is that better? I think maybe you did. Yeah, I hear you now. Okay. I have a question about the microcurrent. The microcurrent, yeah. I've been using it for several years, and lately my eye vision has deteriorated completely in one eye. Um, should I continue with this microcurrent? Well, using um, it? that's a... That's a good question. We have to ask ourselves, why is the vision in one eye deteriorating? You know, microcurrent, for the listeners who may not be familiar with microcurrent, microcurrent is a big part of my practice because microcurrent helps to improve blood flow to the eye. It helps to reduce inflammation. It has a neurotoxic effect. But microcurrent will not work properly unless you address 
some underlying causes of vision problems. And, you know, I'm a big advocate of good nutrition, uh, a healthy diet, uh, replacing your minerals, and taking care of heavy metals in your body. So I think all these things have to be addressed. Also, if you've been using the microcurrent for a couple of years, the frequencies, you know, microcurrent is frequency-specific. In other words, mm-hmm. we use certain frequencies to address certain problems. So if you have a new eye condition and you're using an old program, it's probably not going to help. Oh. So what, what is your eye problem? And you, you, you have using um, a couple years ago, maybe four. Okay, and uh, what was the eye problem that you were using it for? I have micro um, um, macular degeneration. Okay, and uh, so maybe the macular degeneration has changed. Maybe it went from dry to wet, or maybe there's another problem with your vision. Uh, maybe a cataract, or you know, uh, an issue with uh, the optic nerve. So it is important that you have, you know, a recent eye exam to find out what's going on. You're, well, you're I am dealing with vision. this. I am dealing with a specialist. Okay, and they, I ended up getting a shot in the eye, which I didn't want to do after hearing your seminar, but they said I'd go blind unless I did it. Okay, well, I'm not totally against uh, the shots in the eye. You know, I'm a board-certified ophthalmologist, and I wear two hats. I love the homeopathic approach, but you also have to be practical. There have been some major studies done that show that the shots long-term do actually more harm than good. Uh, 20% of patients who receive the shots over a long period of time develop retinal atrophy, which is uh, death to the tissue. And another study showed that after five years, there was really no difference between those patients who had the injections and those who did not. Now, I'm not saying that you should not have the injections, but if you are doing microcurrent and alternative therapies and your vision is stable, I do not think you need the injections. But if you're doing alternative approaches and you're losing vision, then I would say you do need the injections. Okay. Uh, But the long-term approach and the one that I favor is to look at the underlying cause. So uh, how old are you? Um, 72. 72. Well, have you looked at heavy metals in your body? Has that been, no. has that been checked? No. Well, I would think that would be the next step is to okay. look at that because that's a big contributing factor of eye disease. And here's the bottom line. If you do have elevated lead and mercury in your body, that is not only neurotoxic to the retina and neurological system, it also interferes with um, the essential minerals from functioning properly, you know, the zinc, selenium, magnesium, all the good guys that are supposed to work in your body. Mm-hmm. So I do have a, uh, a great location. Go to iKelation.com. That's E-Y-E. Can you say that again? Okay. iKelation. That's E-Y-E, not I, E-Y-E-C-H-E-L-A-T-I-O-N.com. And it'll tell you about how to get tested for heavy metals and how to treat the heavy metals if they're mm-hmm. elevated. So I would think that would be the next step. And, so you think that... Uh, 
I would be happy to take a look at your eye records to give you a more detailed opinion because, unfortunately, uh, you know, I really shouldn't be giving you medical advice on the phone. I can just speak in uh, or medical advice on, on the radio. I can just give you some general guidelines. The one thing I advise all my patients, if you haven't been tested for heavy metals, to get those tested. And if it's been a couple of years, maybe you need some of the parameters changed on your microcurrent machine. So, so I can just return it to I'm, you. I give the office a call. Uh, they're not open now. They'll be open on Monday. Um, and you have the office number. That's 800-430-9328. 800-430-9328. And they can give you directions on um, you know, how to send the records in. We can review them and see if we have to make some additional changes. And then I would definitely get tested for heavy metals. we got to keep those eyes healthy, Judy. Thank you. Got to keep those eyes healthy. And thank you. Thank you so much for the call. So we're coming up to a break, and I would like to hear from you. You can reach me at 602-277-5369 or 602-277-KFNX or toll-free, 866-536-1100. That's 866 866- Five three six eleven hundred, and once again, I'm broadcasting live from France, and uh, it is two o'clock in the morning here in France. So, if I'm not as sharp as I usually am, it's because I had to get up so early. I did go to bed early, uh, so I get the necessary sleep. So, I am looking forward to talking to you. So, if you're having trouble with your eyes, you're having a dilemma on what to do terms of treatment or eye drops, uh, any, any questions, you know, give us a call. Uh, the lines are open. We're coming up to a break right now, but when I come back, I'll take your call. So 602-277-5369 or toll-free 866-536-1100. So we'll be right back after this break. Gregory Condrat, we do have a knock on the door. Uh, Joel from Maryland. Joel, how are you this evening? Ah, uh, good. Good evening. Thank, uh, thanks for calling. And what's on your mind? Hi. Yeah, my uh, wife uh, has glaucoma, and she has started taking a cannabis therapy. And so we're just wondering, is it CBD or THC that she needs, and what would be the therapeutic dosage? Uh, well, that's a, uh, a very good question, and I've, ch- I've changed my opinion about cannabis for a long time. I just thought it was kind of the back door to get a prescription to use a narcotic, but I did uh-huh. interview an ophthalmologist, uh, and that's available on my podcast, where he's done a lot of research on cannabis, and uh, he has come up with you know good documentations and studies that shows that Cannabis not only lowers uh, the intraocular pressure, but it has a neuroprotective effect, meaning that it will prevent further damage, and it also has a neuroregeneration. So my goodness, if you could have a drug that regenerates the eye, protects it from damages, and lowers the pressure, that would be the ideal uh, formulation. 
but I really can't answer your question about what is the main active ingredient. Although the advice that I would give you is that maybe there might be a better alternative than using cannabis. Because anytime you use a foreign substance, you have to be concerned about side effects. And I'm a big advocate. You know, glaucoma is, first of all, a very serious problem. And it is one of the eye diseases that, if it isn't treated properly, can lead to blindness. But my approach to treating glaucoma is to do everything we can to protect the optic nerve. There's two sides of the equation with glaucoma. One is the elevated pressure. The second is uh, the, the damage to the optic nerve that that pressure causes. So if we can improve the blood flow to the optic nerve, if we can increase the oxygenation, we can do things nutritionally to keep that optic nerve healthy. That may be a better approach. For example, um, I don't know what your wife's eye pressure is, but you can have a pressure of 8 and go blind from glaucoma, or you can have a pressure of 20 and always regain good, healthy vision. So the first question I have to ask you is, your wife's problem due to elevated pressure, or is it due to some changes in the optic nerve that can occur even with a low pressure? I think it was due to the pressure. Okay. So, and do you recall how high her pressure was? I don't recall the number, but uh, mm-hmm. it was sort of, if I remember right, sort of a mild amount. It's just kind of beginning, let's say. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing I've, I've observed over my years of practice is that glaucoma tends to be overdiagnosed. And the reason for that is glaucoma is a very serious disease, and mm-hmm. eye doctors would rather err on the side of overdiagnosis than underdiagnosing. So I would be happy to take a look at her records. Uh, give the office a call, send the records in, and I can review them to see if indeed she even has glaucoma. Maybe a better approach would be, instead of taking the cannabis, is to look at ways of improving the health of the optic nerve. And, of course, those ways are very basic. Uh, you know, good diet, good nutrition, exercise, stress reduction, avoid toxins in your body. And earlier I spoke to a listener about the dangers of heavy metal toxicity, which are very common in the United States. So that should be evaluated. So I hope that answers your question. Okay. Well, it's helpful. Give me a call and, and send the records to me, and we can talk a little bit more. All right. We'll do that. Thanks very much. We have another caller on the line. We have uh, Judy from Phoenix. Judy, thank Hello. you for following Healthy Vision. Hi, Judy. How are you? Fine. I have a couple quick questions. <clears throat> One, my husband had a uh, tear in the retina, and I'm not crazy about the uh, retina specialist. Uh, it was under an emergency, and uh, I thought it was very, uh, uh, very loosey-goosey office, and I wasn't crazy about it. Do you have a retina specialist uh, <clears throat> here in Phoenix, Arizona, that you highly recommend, or are you allowed to? Or would you rather not say it over the phone? Well, um I, uh, I have a lot of respect for the Bar- Barnett Delaney Eye Center, a couple of the eye doctors there. Uh, I, I, I respect, uh, but they're not retinal specialists. But one thing I have to comment, you know, the retinal tear can be a serious problem. It can lead to a detached retina and, and loss of vision. 
That, well, he did have a detached retina. <clears throat> they did do surgery on it the same day that uh, it went fuzzy on him. So uh, I just didn't uh, care for the professionalism of the office. It was it was lacking in a lot of ways. Mm. Now, uh, also, my comment is, you know, after the retina is repaired, that's just the first step of the process. You know, the surgeon could say, all right, the operation was perfect. The retina is attached now. Everything looks great. But the vision is still poor. That's when you have to start to do things to help regenerate the retina. And uh, all of the things that I constantly talk about, you know, good, good diet, good nutrition, keeping yourself hydrated, and doing things like eliminating heavy metals, mm-hmm. stimulating the eye to regenerate using microcurrent or oxygen therapies. So all these things uh, we can give you information on if you want to give the office a call. I absolutely I can't will. Recommend, I can't recommend a specific uh, retinal doctor, but interestingly enough, um, I just completed a retinal fellowship in Europe, in Germany. It's the European uh, School of Vitreo-Retinal Surgery. So in addition to having being a general ophthalmologist, I do have an interest in the retina. Um, so let me take a look at the records, send them to the office, and then I can maybe make a specific recommendation. I'll okay, and one my, other thing. My notes. We, we spend a lot of time on the uh, computer. We're hearing that a brown lens is the way to go to relieve some of the blue light from a computer. And I just ordered uh, a prescription good, a good in a, a very, uh, it's almost like a sunglass brown lens. It's not, it's not a brown lens. It's called a blue blocker. It's like I'm, an amber lens. It's the lenses that uh, shooters wear, that hunters wear, to reduce the glare of the blue light. It's called a it, blue blocker. Blue blocker. I think that's what it's called. Uh, it, this is a uh, optical uh, office, and, and uh, they were quite uh, knowledgeable about this, but it, it is brown color. Uh, maybe send me information on that, because I, I am familiar with, with the blue blocker. The problem is this, that blue light at night, you want to avoid blue light at night. Blue light is very toxic. There was a study done by Abraham Hyam, which was very shocking, that showed that blue light at night uh, is linked to a lot, the increase in a lot of chronic diseases. We need blue light during the day. I've at seen night, studies. You've got to avoid. I have seen studies of what you're talking about. But what it's alarming is these driverless callers have those uh, those twirlers. They're like a twirler, and they produce that blue light. And I understand there's some senior citizens that have stared right into it in the evening and gotten blind. Uh, well, also the other big issue is the compact fluorescent lights that our government is forcing us to use. The compact fluorescent lights give off a blue spectrum. We need the good old-fashioned incandescent lights. Right. Oh, and one thing I like about Arizona, Arizona enjoys the beauty of the desert night. So in many communities, you don't have the glaring uh, street lights at night. So you're able to, you know, relax your eyes. I think our eyes were meant to relax at night, to avoid all light if possible. Okay. So good point, Judy. Good okay, point. well, thank, thank you so, you so much for, for your information. I will call your office. Okay, great. So you're listening to Healthy Vision. We're coming up to another break, and uh, the doors are open. If you do have a question, uh, now's the time to call, and I'll I'll take your call after the break. You can reach me at 602-277-5369 or 602 
877-KFNX or toll-free 866-536-1100. That toll-free number again is 866-536-1100. And if you are shy and you don't want to make that phone call, you can always email me at info at hearingtheeye.com. That's all one word, info at H-E-A-L-I-N-G dot T-H-E-E-Y-E dot com. And I'm online right now, so I will get your uh, email, and I can address your call um, on the radio without you calling me. So the best way is to give me a call. The lines are open. And so when we come back, we'll take some additional calls. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to Healthy Vision, and we have another knock on the door. We have Jean from Virginia. Jean, welcome to Healthy Vision. Thanks for calling. Hi. Uh, thank you. Um, my husband is uh, scheduled, was scheduled for cataract surgery, and then I happened upon your website, and I ordered the Oclumed. Um What I want to know is the ophthalmologist said that his cataracts are starting to turn a little brownish in color. Now, would the Oclumed, uh be something he should be using, or would you suggest that he go ahead with the uh, cataract surgery? Well, a couple of questions I, I have for you. You know, I'm not totally against cataract surgery, but I think many times uh, surgeons uh, rush the patient into cataract surgery when it's really not necessary. First of all, cataracts are very common over the age of 50, and I would say that everybody over the age of 50 has early cataracts. But that doesn't mean that everybody needs surgery. So the requirement and the guideline for having surgery is if the cataract is at the point where it's limiting you in your activity or your ability to function. So the first question I have to ask you, is the cataract limiting your husband's ability to function? Or is it no. something that the doctor has noted? Uh, no. Uh, my husband said, no, it's not really uh, that noticeable to him. Well, then I would not uh, entertain surgery in any capacity. I would have him. You know, the cataract is kind of like a warning sign that occurs in your body. Maybe you have to start looking at some issues that, are underlying factors causing the cataract. The big one is, and I hate to harp on this, but I do over and over again, is nutrition, our diet, and heavy metal toxicity. So I'm a big advocate of switching uh, our diet and nutrition more towards organic, raw, natural foods. Also increasing um, hydration, drinking more water because of water, is the best way to detoxify the body and also uh, avoid uh, the poisons that are in our food, and that is sugar and salt. Avoid the sugar and salt. And there have been many studies that show that elevated lead is a contributing factor to the development of uh, a cataract. So I would highly recommend that 
your husband get tested for heavy metals. And I'm not talking about going to the family doctor and getting a urine test or a blood test. You could be dying of lead poisoning, and the urine and blood will be normal. The only way I'm convinced is to get a urine challenge test. This is where you take a chelating agent, a couple of capsules, and those uh, chelating agents go, goes into your body and it releases the lead that may be locked into your bone, your brain, your eye, and then it's measured in your urine. I have a great webinar. It's called StopCataract.com. If you go to www.StopCataract.com, you can watch the webinar, and it goes over all of these things. So the oculoma drops can be helpful, but I do think, more importantly, he has to begin to look at the underlying cause that has caused this cataract to develop. And most likely, it's probably nutrition and heavy metal toxicity in the body. Okay. But I uh, would what about this, uh, the browning surgery. of the, uh, the plant? Is that, um, you know, it kind of uh, concerned us when he said that uh, the lens is, lens is starting to turn a little brownish, and he said, of course, you know, the longer you wait, the harder it is uh, to break up that lens if you go for surgery. Um, so. Well, he is true. Uh, it is true that he is saying that when the lens gets harder, it may be harder to break up, but there are many uh, surgical procedures for removing the cataract. You know, I'm actively involved with a lot of missionary work in, in foreign countries, and we're dealing mm-hmm. with rock-hard cataracts. I'm talking about cataracts are so brown that they're black. These are oh my. cataracts in third world countries. And these people are blind. When they come to me, um, you know, they, they, can, they can barely make out light in front of their eyes. So they need cataract surgery. This isn't something mm-hmm. where, oh, your cataract's a little brown, but you're not having trouble with your vision. Let's get it done. You know, mm-hmm. eye doctors are paid to do surgery. And they'll figure right. out a way that you need surgery. So if he's not having trouble with his vision, by golly, don't get the operation done. Okay. Uh, that's what we were hoping to avoid, and that's why we uh, got the Oclumet. I also want to ask you, uh, if the to- you know, when the time comes that he may need to have them removed, uh, what are your thoughts about the catalyst uh, uh, laser? Uh, well, that is a uh, adjunctive treatment. Uh, it's the Fento laser, which can help assist the cataract surgery, but it is not absolutely necessary. Good results can be achieved. It's not worth the additional cost involved. Right. It's more you know, I'm doing surgery in really primitive areas that I'm getting exceptionally good results. I don't have a laser. I don't have a FACO machine. We do it the old-fashioned yeah. way in these third world countries, and the people are doing uh, great, uh, they're getting great results. So mm-hmm. Sometimes we kind of embrace technology, uh, thinking that technology will give us better results, but I think a good competent surgeon will help him achieve good, good vision. But I'm hoping mm-hmm. that if he take these steps, he's not going to mm-hmm. need surgery. You know, cataract oh, okay. surgery is a very successful operation, But on the other hand, like any surgical procedure, there are potential side effects, Uh, infections, developing glaucoma, 
And I really believe that if you don't treat the underlying problem uh, that are causing the cataracts, it can lead to macular degeneration or a more serious issue. Well, actually, I'm sorry. Actually, he does have a mild case of uh, macular degeneration now. Yeah, so that's even a more reason for him to begin to look at what is going on with his body that causes early macular degeneration in the cataracts. And I'm, I'm a little suspicious. I think it's probably related to maybe heavy metal poisoning, decrease in oxygenation in his body, and, you know, always getting back to nutrition. Needs more antioxidants and uh, things like that. But take a look at my uh, webinar, uh, stopcataract.com. Okay. Uh, I also have a question about that. I'm not totally against cataract surgery. I just think that uh, a lot of cataract operations are done unnecessarily. Okay. Um, The Oclumed, it is supposed to, it's supposed to burn. Is that uh, because we've been... The reason why these eye drops burn is it has to do with the pH of your body. So if there's a difference in the pH of his body and the drops, it will burn. So what you might want to do, and that's a whole other issue, that I think you have to shift your body more towards an alkaline pH. Okay. And uh, you might want to go to the drugstore and get some pH uh, strips, measure his saliva, and measure his urine. The goal is to get a pH of 8. So how do you get a pH of 8? Well, you need to eat healthy organic food if you're eating Microwave food, processed food, uh, you know, that's going to draw your pH down to an acidic level. When your pH is acidic, that means you have a lack of electrons. And, you know, electrons are what gives your body life. And that's one of, that's one of the reasons why I like microcurrent. Microcurrent mm. puts electrons into your body. Uh, okay. And, of course, you know, Positive thoughts, reducing stress, all these things put electrons okay. in your body. So that could be a cause of cataracts, too, an acidic pH. And that has okay. to do with now, the Okay, uh, now, would it be harmful to uh, be using these drops if they are burning? No, not at all. Uh, that would just indicate to me that there's a difference in his pH. Okay. I would not be concerned. Now, if it burns and his eyes become red and irritated, then mm-hmm. that could be a problem with the allergy. But if they just burn, I'm not concerned. I would look at yeah, it. Yeah, it's the, just a just a, a bit of a stinging, uh, you know, right after the drop is, drop is in still. Mm-hmm. But it goes away very quickly. But I was just, you mm-hmm. know, concerned. I don't think that... that's an issue. Okay, well, great. Uh, okay. Thank you so much for the call. We're coming back to another break. And uh, the doors are open, folks. Uh, this is going to be the last segment of the show. So if you do have a question... Give us a call right now, 602-277-5369 or 602-277-KFNX. You can reach us toll-free at 866-536-1100. That's 866-536-1100. And we'll be right back after this break. Independent Talk 1100 KFNX. Welcome back to Healthy Vision, and we have another knock on the door. We have Mary from Chicago. Mary, welcome to Healthy Vision. Hi, can you hear me? Yep, I hear you fine, Mary. 
Okay. I was a little nervous. <laughs> okay. I'm calling because I have glaucoma in my left eye from pseudo-exfoliation. And I know that it's a rather unique form of glaucoma. And I was wondering what kind of research has been done regarding the root cause of it and if there's any treatment for the pseudo-exfoliation itself. Well, the pseudo-exfoliation for the, for the people that are listening, it's a type of glaucoma where little flakes develop on the surface of the lens and that right. kind of blocks the, the outflow, uh, so the pressure accumulates. And this is a type of glaucoma where you can get some high pressure swings, uh, where the pressure can be elevated very quickly and uh, at a high level. So, um, what is your pressure levels now? Is it being controlled with eye drops? It's being controlled with eye drops. Um, it went. It was a twenty-one, and then it went to a seventeen. Down to well, seventeen. Many, many, many eye doctors consider twenty-one a normal pressure, and I can't right. emphasize enough that glaucoma is more than pressure. And right. I, have a, I have a webinar called The Big Lie Glaucoma. You can go to big, B-I-G-L-I-E, glaucoma.com, and I go into detail about my approach to glaucoma. As, as I mentioned, you know, glaucoma is a serious disease. If, if it's not treated properly, you know, people can go blind. But right. it's more than pressure. So we have to do everything we can to take care of health of your optic nerve. And how do we do that? Well, we want to make sure you have good perfusion of the optic nerve, good oxygenation, uh, you know, looking at the food that you eat, taking the right antioxidants. So there's many things that you can do to protect that optic nerve. I tell patients that you can go blind from glaucoma with a pressure of 5, but you can have good vision all your life with a pressure of 20. So it's more than pressure. It's looking at the health of the optic nerve. So as you get your whole body healthy, as you do things to improve your general health, your eyes are going to follow. So looking at a good diet, good nutrition, taking the right vitamins, reducing stress, exercising, all these things are helpful. Now, the question I have for you is, have you lost vision? As the doctor stated, oh, you have some visual field changes or... Looks like there's yeah. some damage to the he optic nerve. Did say, he did say there was visual field change, yes. He didn't go into, well, into much, you know, I guess, exactly explaining to me how much, but I had a, two visual field tests, and it came back with a, a red warning on the left eye and caution on the right. And but he said it really wasn't too bad. So I really don't know exactly what that means. Um, but he felt that things were progressing pretty well. That the pressure is down to seventeen. But well, I'd be happy. I'd be happy to take a look at your records. Uh, okay. Give the office a call. Send the records in. I'll review them just to see uh, what evidence. Because I mentioned earlier that. You know, glaucoma tends to be overdiagnosed, and I'm not against the eye doctors because, you know, glaucoma is such a serious disease. It's better to overdiagnose it than underdiagnose it. So sometimes right. it was if kind there's of a, just a little suspicion, they'll 
was like a you're on peculiar iPhone. way. I'm sorry, it was a peculiar way of him explaining it. Well, I think you know, and but so I'm, I'm confused. Being a patient, I don't I don't know. But I've heard with the cause being pseudo exfoliation, vitamin D is helpful. Is that true? Uh, I am not aware of vitamin D being helpful. B, B is in boy. Yeah. Oh, vitamin B. Oh, B. Oh, yeah, all the yeah. complex vitamins. Well, all mm-hmm. the complex vitamins help, help the health of the optic nerve. I don't think they do anything to reduce the inflammation from those little flakes. Now, ways to reduce the inflammation would be all the basic antioxidants, like vitamin C. Vitamin C in high doses, I think, can reduce inflammation. And vitamin C can also help lower the eye pressure. But, you know, a pressure of 21 isn't that elevated. If you were telling no. me it's 30 and 40, then I would be concerned. But a pressure right. of 21 really isn't that elevated. In fact, some doctors would say that's a normal pressure. So, right. you know, glaucoma is a very complex disorder. And, you know, the best way that we can follow uh, glaucoma and make the diagnosis is very carefully looking at your visual fields and also looking at what we call the nerve fiber layer. You have a hundred million rods and cones in your eye. They're little sensory elements and each one sends a little fiber to the optic nerve and we can measure the thickness of the fiber. There's also testing now that we could actually measure the perfusion of the optic nerve or the blood flow to the optic nerve. In fact, mm-hmm. in our office in Florida, we have a device that measures optic nerve perfusion, measures the nerve fiber layer. So all of these things, uh, you know, we can use to get a baseline, and then we can follow that. So I don't know, Mary, if you come down to Florida. I know wintertime in Chicago, Florida is probably very appealing for you. You may have yeah. to take a trip down to the office. Well, I, I, I'm just, you know, a believer in trying to find the root cause of it, and I know that pseudo-exfoliation is usually common. I'm not Mediterranean or the other, I forgot what other nationality it was that generally gets it. I'm Irish and German. So whatever caused it, and maybe it, I'm not sure what, I know what they are, but I'm not sure. If now, do you have a family my- history? Do you have a family history of glaucoma? Not that I know of. My mother died pretty young. She was only 50. So um, no one else that I, that I know of. Uh, well, I'd be happy to take a look at your records. That would be the, the next step. Send the records to me along with a copy of the visual fields. I'll take a look at them, and, and we'll get back to you on that. Uh, okay. In the meantime, uh, I'm sure that the doctor, did he put you on an eye drop? Yes. Yeah, um, I think taking the eye drops is important to prevent the fluctuation of the pressure. Right. Uh, because, you know, it may have been 21 in his office, but with pseudo-exfoliation, you get a spike up to 30 or 40. So I would suggest that, you know, if you do have eye pain, um, you go immediately to the doctor to get your pressure measured. Now, there are some devices that you can monitor your pressure at home. I usually don't like patients to monitor their pressure at home 
But in your situation, it may be a good idea. There's a device called the eye care. It's a, a device that is non-contact, meaning it doesn't touch the eye. There's no puff of air. And you can mm-hmm. measure your eye pressure fairly accurately. Okay. So maybe All investigate right. that. So thank you so much for the call. And uh, all of you listening out there, thank you so much for tuning in to Healthy Vision. I'm here every Sunday evening. Usually I have a guest. I'll interview the guest or I'll talk about some particular topic. But the last Sunday of every month, we open the lines up to ask Dr. Condrata questions. So I want to thank all of you that called in uh, with your eye question. Those of you that are looking for alternative information, we do offer a free consult. You can go to freeconsult.us, freeconsult.us. Uh, give us your information, and we can review your eye records and get back to you on recommending alternative treatments to keep your eyes healthy. Uh, also, uh, there is a petition out there. Uh, the FDA is trying to close homeopathy. You can go to healingtheeye.com forward slash petition. This is a petition. The citizen group is um, uh, fighting the FDA to make homeopathy more available. Like it is in France and Europe, homeopathy is widely accepted in Europe, and we need to make homeopathy widely accepted in the U.S. So go to healingtheeye.com forward slash petition. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is your host, Dr. Edward Condra, wishing all of you good health and clear vision. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast. If you'd like to learn more about alternative eye treatments, access free reports, or subscribe to Dr. Condra's newsletter, visit us at HealingTheEye.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please write a review. We love hearing from listeners. To hear more episodes about alternative eye treatments, click subscribe and download all of our previous shows. We wish you good health and clear vision.